I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Well, once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. In the book of Philippians, Philippians chapter 4, we're going to call out from this verse or these verses right here. Hoping to be a blessing and help to you. By the way, thank you for listening. Uh, we think about uh, picking up this program and uh, tuning in to this particular station here and giving us of your time. Thank you so much for that. I enjoy radio programming. You've heard me say this before. A lot of people say it's because, Brother Mon, you can't see the people you're broadcasting to. I, I guess that is true. But I have the pictures of some people who listen to our program on a regular basis. I have their photo here behind me so I can see some of you. If you like to do this trade pictures deal, I know maybe we're talking about some vanity here. I don't know. Uh, I would enjoy doing that. I'd love to have your picture and put it up here if you would love to do so. And uh, I'll promise I'll laugh at you if you not laugh at me as far as what the looks are all about. Philippians chapter 4, all the way down here, we're going to read verse 9, 10, 11, 12 uh, here and hope that our program today can be a blessing and help to you. You may be listening at night, not just daytime, but just, I, I say here, from the offices of Fishers of Men Ministries International, thank you so much for giving us of your time. Philippians chapter 4, all right, we're going to sort of use as our thought this particular time, I'm going to ask you, what have you learned in life? Now, it may take me talking to some older people to be able to come up with I guess as far as life itself, we think about young adults. They, they're basically learning things in life. What have you learned in life? You know it's important to learn good things? My text, Philippians 4, verse 9, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Now, that's good. Paul's writing to this church at Philippi, and he said, uh, I've tried to teach you, and uh, as far as the writer is concerned, uh, if you read the writings of the Apostle Paul, it's all about Christ. And uh, he, he said, now, uh, I've given you some things. Uh, this is something that you've learned. This learn, learning comes from instruction. Although we found to verse 12, I know both how to abase and how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed. So this learning has to do with instruction. And he said, you need not only hear it, but receive it and then do it. All right. Then in verse 11, he uses himself as an illustration. And he says, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned. What? For I have learned. Now, every, I guess every couple of years, 
uh, bring a message that has to do with this because I think this is so important. I have learned. What have you learned, my friend? That has importance to it. That we, we all have to learn practical things. Life is a learning process. From a child, we had to learn how to feed ourselves, whether it's the spoon or fork or whether it's just your, your fingers, you know. So as a young person, our learning, we think about education. As an adult, we learn how to make a living. As a senior, we learn how to end life as we, as we should all end it for Christ, you know. Life is a learning process. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned. All right, Paul, what have you learned that you can help me with? For I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Ooh, what? Content. Contentment. Do you have contentment? You know, very few people have any contentment whatsoever. There's always something, you know, a person will say, well, I, 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 could, I, I could do better with this. Contentment. Where, where does it come from? All right. It comes from learning. For I have learned in whatsoever state I'm in. All right. I'm in the state of Alabama. So I ought to be content here, correct? <laughs> well, Brother Mon, that's not what it's talking about. Now, I understand. It has to do with the, the state of circumstances, as you find here in verse 12. He said, I know how to be abased. I know how to abound everywhere. And in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I, I, I understand that. All right. He said, I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be contentment. So contentment doesn't come from the flesh. All right, he says, whether I'm full or whether I'm empty, as far as my body is concerned, speaking of hunger, he said he was content. Now, there's no way that could be true. Outside the contentment is from the heart. As far as the flesh is concerned, if you were hungry, is there contentment in hunger? <laughs> no. But if if you knew that there was a reason for that, and uh, I'd like to say this contentment comes from knowing that God is faithful, and we're going to hit that real hard in just a few minutes. If you know that's true, oh, then, oh, as far as hunger is concerned, Paul could be hungry and still content, all right, because contentment comes from the heart, the condition of the heart. For I have learned, have you learned contentment? And of course, this comes through knowing that. And I would like to say that I have learned these. What have I learned? What have you learned? Paul said, I learned how to be content. What have you learned? This contentment comes from knowing that God is faithful. Now, I've always known that, but I've had to learn that. You know, I have never been able to somehow, some way, bring an accusation against God. There are some times, some situations I found myself in, that I questioned where I was. And I even questioned God. I mean, there's some mistake here. Something is wrong, you know. But ultimately, you know what God did? He proved himself to be faithful. I serve faithful God. I have learned that God is faithful. Now, every day I'm learning this a little more as far as depth is concerned. Not on the surface anymore, because I've seen this faithful God. I've seen his hand take care of direction in my life, direct my path. I've seen his hand in hours of temptation. He gave it an escape plan. I have seen his help and his faithfulness in the realm of just I was empty. 
As far as strength is concerned, I've learned that I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Burdens, oh, just uh, no more. I'm crashing under this load of burden that not only do I, oh, maybe look to people to be able to help you, bear you one another's burdens, oh, but to cast our burden on the Lord and see that he will sustain. I have learned that God is faithful. He lives up to his name, does he not? Now, throughout the New Testament, even like, uh, well, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 9, the writer of the church of Corinth actually says, God is faithful. What is God's name? Revelation chapter 19, oh, we see the Son of Man coming. And we know it's him because of his name. Chapter 19, verse 11, he comes in riding on a horse, and he said his name is faithful and true. He lives up to his name. I'll be honest with you, I've had situations to where I, I put my trust in people. And as far as people is concerned, I, I look to people just too much. I know I, I should look into Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Keep your eyes off people. That, that's a learning process there. But, you know, I've found in every situation, as far as people is concerned, whether it's family, whether it's friends, Whoever, sooner or later, people will disappoint you. Have you found that out, sir? People will disappoint you. That's why you need to see that there's a faithful God to serve. The writer said, for I have learned. What have you learned? I've learned that God is faithful. Another thing that I've learned, this faithful God, in serving this faithful God, that there's satisfaction from service. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 19. Come on, listen now. Chapter 13, verse 19 of the book of Proverbs, it says, the desire accomplished is sweet to the soul. You know, if you live for God, I tell you, the devil just going to, he's going to try to keep you in turmoil all the time. The devil's going to try to rob you of any satisfaction from service at all. And he's going to try to give you feelings of sorrow and defeat and bitterness and remorse, you know. Satisfaction from service, all from time to time, what you need to do is ask God, say, Lord, please, and he'll do this for you. He'll show you that it does pay to serve the Lord. And if you plant and plant and plant, sooner or later, if you're planting the right kind of seed, that's going to come up. There's satisfaction from service. Sooner or later, God will open your eyes as to what God is trying to do through your life and for your life. I look back as far as ministry is concerned. Sure, there was some hard times, but all the people that's gotten saved, you said, what does that do? You can sit and think about it, and the devil try to, you know, uh, get you in a situation. Maybe you're sick, and maybe you're hurting, you know, and it gets you where you're in a bad mood. Oh, just begin to see the hand of God behind you. As far as service, you try to serve the Lord, people behind you. I think about the people that's gotten saved, some people maybe that's in the ministry, the opportunities I had for missions, the people's lives I've been able to affect as far as family and as far as children is concerned. Oh, I'm telling you, there's satisfaction from service. Serve God. And oh, it's kind of like planting a garden. Put the seed in the ground sooner or later, oh, it's going to come up. And if you take good care of it, oh, there's some fruit to be had there. We think about garden item items, and you can bring them to your house, and, and you can fix them and eat them. I'm telling you, there's satisfaction from service. Pray for a good harvest. Keep on hoeing. Success is just getting up one more time than just falling. Keep serving God. There's satisfaction from service. And don't ever forget, my friend, every person has an influence. 
Romans chapter 14 and verse 7 says, no man liveth to himself, no man dieth to himself. You've got an influence on people. You have a sphere of influence. What that sphere is, I, don't not, I do not know where you live. I don't know the mileage that has to do with this sphere, whether you have a, a one-mile sphere of influence or a 10-mile or a 100-mile. I don't know. But you have a sphere of influence, uh, my friend. You need to use your influence for God, for people. That's, we think about witnessing, telling others of the Lord Jesus Christ. I need to watch who influences me. Uh, but all. Uh, you have the opportunity now in serving God. Paul said, I have learned. What have you learned? God is faithful. What have you learned? There's satisfaction from service. What have you learned? God can so use me. Fill me with his spirit. This influence that I have, it's really not, it's not my life. It's not flesh. It's the spirit of God using me. You can use that influence to serve God and all much satisfaction from service, my friend. Someone said something like this, people know you for what you've done, not for what you plan to do. My life shall touch dozens of lives before the day is over, leaving countless marks for good or ill that sets, we think about the setting sun, the evening setting sun, so my life touches dozens of people maybe each day. You have an influence Use that influence for God. And all God from time to time will open your eyes and give you reward for service. And he'll prove himself to you that he will be a faithful God. What have you learned? Now, until next week, the same time, this is Fisher Munn saying goodbye.